evening, everybody. This is Huge Pop from the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Tonight, I have a tag team from SICW Promotion. Joey Vanetti, Brandon Beretta, the Top Guns. How are you guys doing tonight, guys? Doing great. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing better. I mean, I'm doing really good, you know, and I mean, it's glad to have you here. But I have to start the show. Um, and, man, Brandon, I got to say, you're on the bottom here. I got to say, Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast is blessed beyond belief to have someone like you as popular as you on the broadcast today this man this you have no idea the the feeds the the emails the uh, messages are coming in how awesome it is to have brandon beretta on the huge pop wrestling podcast i think you're gonna get us over a thousand subscribers on youtube tonight alone it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts i appreciate you being here man yeah i i appreciate you and I feel like you've been talking a lot with the Big Texan, but I appreciate you for having Joey and I on tonight. Um, and I, I, hey, if we get if we get this channel over to a thousand subscribers, that will be wonderful. So <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, if we, it's not if we can't. It's gonna happen. I mean, but I'm, I'm surprised I'm not getting notifications after notification. It's just how good you are, how popular you <laughs> are. Oh my God, I just can't wait. <laughs> and that's we got Mr. Joey Vanetti up here, laid back man. He's sitting here just going, oh, "Okay, um, waiting his turn because it oh seems my, like no, this is man, this is an everyday thing." I'm like, <laughs> uh, if he gets the glory, I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm feeding off of that energy too. So, all right, man, all right, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to have you guys on here. Um, you guys ref, wrestled to and different promotions, so let's start there. What other promotions other than SICW have you guys wrestled with? even individually or together? Yeah, so, I mean, we uh, we obviously started with SICW, um, and then we were able to venture down uh, to Scotty Z's promotion with New Breed Wrestling. Um, and then we actually just got in with uh, Memphis Wrestling down in Tennessee, um, which is Dustin Starr's promotion, uh, which is super cool as well. Uh, I went down there a little bit earlier, um, but Joey and I, we, we just got down there together um, just last month, and uh, we'll be down there pretty regularly. So that'll be super cool to keep doing that as well. Awesome, man. Joey? Yeah, so the same thing. So first started off at uh, SICW, and then Brandon, he had, a, he had a couple matches at Newbury Wrestling. And then once we started tag team wrestling, uh, we went there, started a run over there. I believe we're currently in a feud with uh, – uh, Scott, uh, or not Scott, uh, Steve Fender and uh, Derek McQuinn, a couple of uh, Harley Races guys. Oh, yeah. All right. So before SICW, before it getting into pro wrestling, obviously, I would assume that you guys were fans as kids growing up. So if each of you could tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up as a fan as and that before you became a wrestler. Yeah. Uh... So for me, it was – I actually, I just – I was working out with my buddy that uh, – I kind of give him credit to it. Uh, back in, like, elementary school, it was, like, fourth or fifth grade. Uh, I had just came back to that school after, like, moving to a different school for a while, and he had a SmackDown magazine. And I was like, yo, what is that? Who is that? And he was like, oh, bro, this is John Cena. You don't know John Cena? And, like – got me on with you know like oh you got to watch friday night smackdown this and that and then it was 
I mean, I was on it from there. Like, I was instantly hooked. It was just John Cena on the cover, you know, the word life and brass knuckles. And it just reeled me in right away. And uh, one of the, you know, I got got in right, I don't want to say the, it was probably like the middle of the Ruthless Regression era. You know, like Cena was doing the Doctor of Thugonomics. Uh, Randy had came in. Um, the actual first wrestling like memory that I have of like the first angle I remember being invested in was actually uh, Randy and his dad, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. Uh, I thought they killed the Undertaker, like murdered him. <laughs> you know, when they yeah. put him in the casket, you know, they hit it with the axe and poured it, you know, with gasoline and lit it on fire. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh, these guys just committed murder on TV. Like, this is insane. And uh, was hooked. And that's kind of the era that I grew up watching. Uh, And I watched it all the way through, you know, the 2010s. Um, I'll be honest, you know, in high school, fell out a little bit. Uh, I feel like everyone kind of does at some point. But then right out of high school, got hooked right back into it, Uh, you know, with kind of the more modern style of wrestling and uh, stuff they were doing with kind of like the um, more like tied in with uh, current things going on in the world and stuff like that, you know, trying to be more media based and all that really kind of hooked me into it as well. Um, and then, it, you know, five years after that is whenever, you know, here we are now, we're now, now I'm a wrestler, now I'm in the business. So awesome, man. Joey. No, so like, I was probably like four or five years old and I didn't really know anything about wrestling besides the rock. And that was only because he was like in the movies and stuff. And so I remember going to a SmackDown. He wasn't even on the roster then, but I was like, Oh, the rock, let me see the rock come out and stuff. So ever since then going my first SmackDown, I'm like, all right, let me, uh, let me start looking into this more. So then I had a buddy of mine in kindergarten where, we would always be trading action figures or like even trading cards and right. always going to school and getting in trouble, getting them taken away. Right. Right. So even starting there, just, just really became a big fan. I mean, even up in high school, I mean, like I was even watching it. I was still getting made fun of from watching it, but I'm like, you know right. what? Like, like I'm going to stick to it. I'm like, I, I like what I like. Yeah. So now I grew up in um I'm gonna age myself. I'm like the NWO guy. I like I was that was what I to me that was what vaulted wrestling back into existence when that when that whole thing happened. So oh, yeah. um what are some of your favorite wrestlers and um promotions that you like today or like in the past? So even growing, I mean like I've always been a big WWE fan because but I mean like I only ever knew WWE. But ever since I started training and become like becoming a professional wrestler, finding about all these other independent promotions and finding where all these other WWE wrestlers where they started, I was like, oh, well, they had to they had to have started somewhere. It's like let me st- like well, let me watch this promotion. I'm like, oh wow, like this guy wrestles here. Or, oh, he wrestled here too. So just yeah. finding about everybody's like history and the history of all the right. other different promotions. Absolutely. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, for me, um, you know, I obviously was hooked with WWE, and uh, I actually became a really big fan of TNA uh, right when Kurt Angle made the jump over. Yeah. Uh, I was 
my mom, you know, she was taking me to the babysitter uh, for the night. And uh, it was my uncle Chris was watching TNA. And, you know, I didn't know anything existed outside of WWE. So I'm like, oh, what is this? Six-sided ring. And then I was like, oh, what is Kurt Angle doing here? I just watched him, you know, month ago or whatever. Right. And then that got me hooked, you know, there. And then seeing guys like AJ Styles, uh, Samoa Joe, you know, and and that was kind of like, that's really what got me hooked on that that style of wrestling, you know, that, you know, some people may call it like the new school style or, you know, something like that. But um, was a huge fan of TNA growing up as well. Um, and now, like, I still enjoy, like, watching Impact. I really think over the past year or so, they've kind of really stepped up their game with the product they're putting out. Um, and then I'm a huge fan of the NWA as well. Um, you know, they're definitely on a bucket list of mine and a goal of mine to wrestle uh, under the NWA banner. Um, but those two, I would say, I do occasionally, you know, catch some stuff from AEW. Um, but, I mean, the first time I ever even kind of really watched, uh, like, a full pay-per-view or anything of AEW was just – uh, what was that? Wrestle Dream, and it was all yeah. based off of the oh, Edge might show up, you right, know. Yeah. And then that's the that's the whole reason I watched that pay per view. Right, but absolutely. for the most part, I'd say you know I really <clears throat> enjoy you know Impact, NWA. Um, yeah. Now, I, what I like about XICW the, is the old school feel. <laughs> gone. What I like about SICW is the old school feel that they have um, in comparison to today. I mean, today does nothing. It's nothing compared. There's no comparison, you know, because what Herb and you guys do at the SICW arena is it brings you back to the days where Jesse Ventura would bring them up to the front of this um, ring and interview and all, even when the young Vince McMahon was doing the, the broadcasting. So, I love that part of SICW, and that's why I love what you guys are doing. So I thank you for continuing a a kind of wrestling that I feel what has been lost. So, no um, Herb, Herb, and SICW, we like to keep that uh, tradition alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, what inspired you uh, individually to become a professional wrestler? I mean, so even like watching it growing up, uh, I mean, that's something you think like, oh, man, that's something I could never do. Or it's like you're watching these guys and they're superheroes to you. And you're like, oh, man, I can't do that. But then even like growing up here in uh, southern Illinois and seeing like, oh, well, wrestling was like right here in the backyard in St. Louis. Like, I didn't know this was right here. So then finding out that history and then finding out that there's actually schools and like independent promotions around this area. I was like, well, then let me step my foot into this and see if I could push myself and actually yeah. do something. That's awesome, man. How about you, Brandon? For me, it was, uh, I had gotten kind of to a point with, you know, my, my main job, right. You know, everyone's got that nine to five, you know, kind of at this level, but like, my main job, uh, I got to this point where I didn't, I had dropped any hobby, you know, that I had previously had. Right. And, right. um, I had got to a point where I was like, I was, you know, super out of shape. Wasn't, you know, my work life balance wasn't good. 
I wasn't doing anything except for working, sleeping, going back to work. And I had done a little bit of research right before COVID on like wrestling schools around me. You know, I was like, hey, you know, maybe this, this is something I've always dreamed of doing. Um, you know, let me see what's available, you know, around here. Uh, I wasn't too into the independent scene in St. Louis. Like I'd never been to a wrestling, you know, show besides going to like a WWE show or Impact show when they came in. But, uh, you know, I was like, let me just see what's around. And I had actually found the Ace Wrestling Academy and then uh, the Harley Race Academy. And I'd reached out to both and then COVID hit. So everything shut down. Uh, A year goes by. And then actually, it was actually the Ace Wrestling Academy that had called me and was like, hey, we're opening doors back up. You're still interested. And at that point, it was even further along. Like, my work-life balance was still just as bad. I was like, I don't want to say, like, depressed, but I was like, man, dude, like, I'm 20, you know, something years old. This is not what I want to be doing. I want to be enjoying, you know, what I do on my day-to-day. And that's when I got into wrestling. And I automatically like it was like my main focus um to get myself into shape push myself to do something i've never done before and i just kind of told myself i was like look you're gonna bust your ass and you're gonna try this and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but then you can at least say you tried um but here we are you know two and a half years later almost and you know i'm like this is still like this is my passion this is what i love to do uh, you know, on the weekends, what this is why I'm in the gym every day. This is why I'm at training every Tuesday and Thursday is to be the best professional wrestler. So it was really for me to do something for myself, um, to really just enjoy my day to day and have something to look forward to. <laughs> so you talked about the ACE Academy. Um, and so Joey, um, can you tell us where you were trained and, um, just just describe the training that you went through and how hard it really is for you and what is where it's gotten you now. So I started my training uh, by December 2021. And like the first like couple of months, like they're, they're working you to see if you're going to stick to it or not. And I remember like the first, my first week, like I had the, the rope burns on my back. Like I couldn't get out of bed the neck, like the next day, just because of how tight my back was from the bumps. And like, you got to keep doing, doing the bumps and keep running the ropes and, or, or your body's going to get tight and calloused up and they're going to, you know, couldn't be used to it. So that's why you just got to keep working and working. And that's why it's like Brandon said, it's like every Tuesday and every Thursday we're in there. And it's like, if we stop, like, <laughs> our bodies are going to get sore, even though they're sore every day. Right. So, Brandon, what about you? Training, you know, Ace, Ace Academy, and what did it feel like busting your ass daily to be able to make it to where you're at? Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I got in with the Ace Academy uh, just a little bit before Joey did. Uh, it was July of 2021. Uh, so back whenever I – when they first opened the doors back up, you know, and they gave that phone call like, hey, you know, we're doing a tryout is basically what I got told. Um, so I show up and there was, I think it was 20, it was either 20 or 24 people that came to do this tryout. And only 11 of us got called back to like, hey, we're going to start a class on Tuesday. Um, so like going into that tryout, I told myself, I was like, 
this is, you know, like they're doing this legit, like they're doing a tryout for this. This isn't just, you know, you can come in off the street. Like they want to, they want people in here that are, and, you know, they can see something in or already have the drive and the passion for it. And, uh, you know, I went in there and I busted my ass through that, through that tryout. And the tryout was, you know, just a lot of calisthenics. Um, and then, all right, let's have you guys take some bumps, you know, and see how you kind of, how you react to it. And, uh, that's where they called those 11 people back. And I was one of them. And we started class that next Tuesday. And it was like Joey said, they're, they're pushing you. They're, they're in there because sometimes you get people in there that they're like, Oh, I want to be a, you know, I want to be a professional wrestler because, you know, they think just anybody can do it. Um, and it, it's, you get in there and you learn real quick that, it doesn't just take a physical toll. It's a mental toll on you as well, because you're pushing your body to do stuff that it's not, it doesn't want to do naturally, you know? And uh, that was the biggest thing for me was getting over those, those humps of, you know, learning how to do a front flip and land on your back, you know, or uh, like Joey said, running the ropes, like you have to keep running, no matter how sore you are, no matter how, every time you hit those ropes, it's stinging, it's stinging. You have to keep going until they say stop, you know, or until you throw up or something, you know? Um, and it's just pushing yourself as hard as you can, because that's, what's going to make you stand out from everyone else, you know, is the people that are determined and they don't stop. Um, and that was my mindset for me. And it, it, it's not just something you do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, I'm a big believer and I, I preach it hard to a lot of the new trainees too. And whenever I get to see them and, you know, professional wrestling is not just a hobby, you know, even though you may only do it on Saturdays and Sundays and you may only do it in a 75 mile radius, like you got to be in shape. It, you know, you got to, you have to take it seriously and, and take care of your body when you do this, you know, this type of business. Um, so that's where, like, for me, I, I try to preach as hard as I can. Like, training is not just Tuesdays and Thursdays. You should be in the gym, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or doing a five-day split or something to keep your body in shape. And, and that way, when you show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're stronger than you were the week before. You're faster than you were the week before, and you can improve yourself in the ring. Um, and that's really kind of my mindset now, you know, with training is – you know, me and Joey haven't stopped training. We keep training because that's that's what you got to do. You got to keep the knife sharp um, to to be good in this business. Awesome, man. Thank you guys for those answers. Um, so, man, I got to Joey. I'll let you answer this question. Um, what's the story behind the Top Guns? How did that originate? What the how did that name originate? How did the tag team come or come come to be? Man, so. We actually weren't even supposed to tag team uh, back uh, last year in September. We've had our first tag team match at the uh, in uh, Sandoval, Illinois. And actually, I think Brandon should tell his story since because uh, he was actually supposed to have a match. But, you know, the card's always subject to change. And they actually put me in a match with Brandon. All right. So... Yeah. I'll let Brandon, I'll get Brandon, because, you know, because Brandon's the one that's getting this, our, the YouTube channel, 1,000 subscribers. <laughs> I'll let you answer the question, because that's just, that would just be correct. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, like Joey said, you know, we were, we were doing a show in Sandoval, 
Um, and Joe, I mean, Joey, at that time you had wrestled. I think that what, it may have been my second or third time in front of a live crowd. Yeah. You know, like he was, and for me, it was, I think I'd been wrestling for like maybe six or seven months, you know, on our, on the live shows. And yeah, like Joey said, it was, you know, carbs, card is subject to change. My, the guy I was supposed to face in a singles match, um, ended up not making the show. So they're like, Hey, we got two Ace Academy guys here. Let's put them in a tag team and see how they, you know, see how they flow together. And they already know that me and Joey, we kind of clicked at training. You know, we were already, you know, pretty good buddies, you know, just being in the locker room. And uh, we went out there. We had our first tag match. It was against uh, Rick Ruby and Mauler McDarby. And both guys are, you know, veterans in this business. Uh, and to be honest, they beat the hell out of us, <laughs> you know. But uh, they saw just enough, you know, between Joey and I that they were like, all right, this they might we might have something. You know, the crowd was on fire for us, you know, throughout that throughout that match. And then even in the battle, we ended up doing a battle royal later in the night. You know, I feel like that's sometimes we gotta mix the card up a little bit, you know, the all right, we're doing a battle royal, <laughs> you know, okay. it's a, yeah. is a good fix for it. And uh but even in the battle royal, you know, we got the crowd was on for us. And uh so then it became anytime there was like Oh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put you and Joey in a tag match again. Whether it was on a live show, whether it was on one of the tapings, you know, we did a couple more here and there. And then January hit, and it was like, you know, even Joey and I were like, you know, this kind of works. You know, we kind of like this. You know, we trained together, we you know rode together a couple times already, and you know what we'd like to maybe maybe that maybe us being a tag team, maybe we can breathe some life into the tag team division here you know, do something like that. And uh, that's when it kind of came full circle there. Uh, you know, the booker and then Herb was like, we, we, we want you guys as a tag team. Like you guys work, you know, what kind of name do you guys want? Uh, what are we looking at? And it was kind of a real easy pick for us. Um, so at the time, you know, during my singles run, and even if I do singles matches here and there, like I go by the Top Gun Brandon Beretta. And uh, it's, it kind of just floated over to the Top Guns. And the way that we looked at it, you know, we do the, we, we come out to the Danger Zone, you know, theme song and stuff, but the Top Gun name is more than just a, a callback to the movie for us. Um, you know, we look at ourselves as, like we want to be the best damn professional wrestlers we can be we get in that ring and like the shots we take oh we're you know they're on point when we get in there with you you know we're not in there just doing moves to do moves we're doing moves to work towards our finish or to you know do what we need to do to get you down on your back for a three count um you know almost want to <laughs> you know the the term gets used you know you got to shoot background, you know, if you're from a mixed martial arts or like collegiate, collegiate wrestling, but like, I just called me and Joey. I'm like, dude, we're, we're shooters, man. We go in there and we're going to wrestle you. We're the top guns. We'll, we'll aim our crosshairs right at you and we'll pull that trigger and take that shot, you know, and we're, that's kind of the, the feeling I get from behind it is, you know, that we're, we're in here to be the best, you know, um, and we'll take those shots that we got to take. Okay. 
Um, so what do you consider your biggest win so far, guys? Mm. I, mm. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would have to say, I mean, we, it was a pretty big win uh, last Sunday. I was I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. Now, just, I mean, yeah. I know where you guys were last Sunday, and just being in the presence or in the building of the Chase Auditorium, that's in itself yeah. probably makes that match the best match. Absolutely. Just I mean, being in that moment is in, insane. And I feel like it just, I just realized like yesterday that we actually won that match. And it's like, damn, we could say that we, mm -hmm. we actually won in the chase. Yep. Yeah. And you, you guys are in a building that what decades before me, even there were, you know, the Briscoes, the Harley races, the, oh yeah, all those guys, um, the funks, everybody, you know, they came oh, through Hogan, there. Bruiser Brody. Yeah. Bruiser Brody, yeah. man, you were in that building. So that question was going to come later. How did it feel a to win in that building and just to be in that building? So surreal is, is the word that pops in my mind. Um, you know, like you said, wrestling at the chase was, you know, you said it was decades before you and it's decades before us, but like knowing the history of St. Louis wrestling and, and, and honestly, that's a big thanks to Herb. And I know you guys were saying earlier about, you know, keeping that tradition alive. And that's where really like for me, that's where I got a lot of my, wrestling history knowledge from is from being around SICW so to be able to be a part of a there was four matches on that card you know so very select few you know in that in that in the, in that show and to be able to be two of those guys for me is a, a super huge deal um, and I mean I tried to soak it in as much as I could um, I told Joey uh, you know, when we hit our finish, when we hit the rocket launcher, I said, dude, I don't think I've ever seen you jump that high, <laughs> you know, doing that move. Like, it was like everybody was turned up to 11, you know, and even Joey, he don't remember doing this, but he get he got up on that top rope and normally he, he kind of balances himself for a second. No, he got up there and stood straight up. Like, I've never, and, you know, because I'm basically just taking them and throwing them off, you know, for the splash. So I'm looking at him the whole time. And I barely had fingertips on him, you know, as he's coming down. And it, it's just the whole thing was it was just surreal. You know, it's uh, such an honor. And, and uh, it's it's thanks to Herb, you know, being a part of SICW that we get to do stuff like that. And now you and, said there was uh, what? You said there was four, four matches. Four matches. Four and matches. I got to believe Herb was the one that put together this match card, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so and, uh, what does that tell you that yeah. about how he feels about the top guns, right? That honor, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Honor. I mean, I can say this. You know, I'm honored to be able to. He trusts me with. I mean, you know, the big text and you guys, Gary. You know, and yes. he's he's getting he's bringing more. You know, and so to be yeah. trusted like that on my level, I couldn't imagine how you must feel bringing two guys into the chase that he talks a lot about. 
it's just, you know, this is the granddaddy of them all for him. Right. And it's, he brought you guys. And that's just amazing. Young guys like you, you guys ought to be like, oh, my God. It's I, at honestly on Sunday, I think for a mo- like a large part of the day, I was just like, I didn't even know what to say. I just had to like soak everything in. And I really hope I would really, really hope we, we are able to get access to the to the footage that the Chase Park Plaza recorded. Um, you know, they used the I mean, they had it loaded in there. Like, I mean, I'll be I don't know if you've seen anything from the NWA events that go on there. Um, but I mean, they pulled stuff out that they didn't even have out for the NWA shows. Wow. Like the stage setup was, you know, incredible. Uh, they they did use the same like roaming cameras on the floor. You know, they had guys going around the ring, cutting angles, you know, everything for us. And I just would really love to see that footage because I know there's a moment when we're on the stage. I guarantee if you look at Joey and I's face, it's probably just like in awe of what we're about to do. There's a picture of us when we're walking up the ring, walking up the stairs. Uh, we we took that moment to soak everything in. And then at the end of that match, I remember looking at Joey and Bobby D because we were in a six-man tag. And we were about to get out of that ring. And I looked at them both and I said, no, get up on the turnbuckles again. Like, we're taking this moment, you know. The, you know, this this is our moment. And we're going to just soak all this in because it's just – if you don't – you'll never get to do it again, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys only traveled or, I mean, traveled together for the last six months or whatever. So do you guys have any awesome, funny stories about traveling, car rides together, maybe? I mean, Joey <laughs> thinks every quick trip's a Circle K. So, I mean, it's <laughs> – this man <laughs> – I try to get him to stop at Quick Trip and Loves. He's like, no, I need Circle K. I need to know where Circle K is at. And it's just because that's like the only gas station that he can get to in Belleville to get the same that's bag of my, trail mix he gets. That's my comfort time. zone gas station. I feel comfortable walking in there and walking out. It's easy. <laughs> Circle K, and huh? Circle K is, is Joey's place. And I always kind of – I always see him whenever – even if we don't ride together, like we're just meeting in Belleville, there is never a moment that Joey does not have a bag of trail mix on him. Like if you're in the locker room after the show and you've got a, you, your stomach's a little hungry, hit Joey up. Dude's got trail mix like constant. I'm surprised you don't take it out to the ring with him. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just pull out a bag right now. Sorry. Right. Yeah. I get, no, you have one. I guarantee it. There's one in your house. I guarantee it. <laughs> No, nah, that's for next weekend yeah. when we have a show. <laughs> so that you're not. I, so I'm. I've been holding off on this thing because you know, like I said, I, I have some help here. Oh, um. So I'm just going to go do this. Hey, no, Joey, I got knows you a question. While oh boy, uh, <laughs> what's the most challenging aspect of being a professional wrestler, Joey? Oh man, it's probably just. <laughs> Dealing with all the ribs and all of the, you know, the higher ups messing with you twenty four seven, never catching a break. Did I do that well? Oh man, that was perfect. That was, you were on point with that. 
I'm well, telling you, there's going to be one point. I was waiting for Brandon to start doing that, but that <laughs> definitely that was a good one. <laughs> oh man, we have fun here. That's good. That's good. So, Brandon, good. all fun. I hear there's a Nick Aldis story. Something that goes along the minds of um, Nick asked you to watch his match to see if you could give him pointers. And after the match, Nick came up to with a serious face and asked you, what do you need to work on? So what would you tell Nick Aldis? Tell us about that story. <laughs> Again, I had help. Um, yeah, so, you know, current SmackDown general manager, uh, Nick Aldis, um, he – he did a show with SICW. I can't remember if it was December or early January of this year. Um, may have been December last year, but he, uh, I go up and I go to introduce myself. Um, and someone had got a, someone had got a hold of him prior to, <laughs> and was like, Hey, we got this ongoing, you know, running joke with Beretta that, uh, you know, we, we say that he's the golden boy and, you know, I've heard of getting a push, but, you know, getting a rocket strapped to you and going to the moon, but Beretta's the rocket and this and that, and, you know, all these, all these little ribs and, you know, just all in fun. So I go and I shake Nick's hand and I'm like, Hey, I'm Brandon Beretta. You know, thank you for being here. And he goes, no, thank you for having me. He said, thank you for allowing me to be on your card, this and that, um, you know, and I just automatically hand still shaking his hand. And I'm just like, who told you to do this? Like, cause I, I just, I, so I, and, and this is kind of an update on that. I had actually, I just spoke to Nick uh, a couple days ago because I, when we wrestled at the chase, I had sent him a couple pictures of it and was like, Hey, I just wanted to send this to you because when I watched you wrestle Trevor Murdoch at NWA 73 for the NWA world's heavyweight title, I told myself I was going to wrestle in that same ballroom and I did it. And, uh, you know, he was just like, good job, keep it up, you know, you know, just very polite, quick answer. And, uh, but it was, in, you know, I'm a fan of Nick Aldis. You know, I, I watched him with NWA. So for him to be like, oh, I know who you are. You're Brandon Beretta, this and that, <laughs> you know, my face was beat red. Um, and I just had no, I had no words. I was just like, oh, all right, thanks, Nick. And I'm like, who told you to do this? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I know who you are no sold me the entire time and uh, then he asked me he goes hey uh you know i'm so he, this is another thing he said to me he said man i'm about to go out here for this match i'm surprised the the house stayed after your match you tore it down you know thank thank you for saving them for me and i was like <laughs> i was like all right so he goes hey would you mind watching my match you know if there's any pointers or anything you know it'd be greatly appreciated and i'm just <laughs> like man i don't know i was like please just you're gonna do great <laughs> you know i don't know what to say and he comes back after his match goes in the locker room and he they had a little side room for him and uh not even two minutes later he comes to that doorway and he goes where's beretta at and i'm just like i knew automatically i was like oh no he's gonna ask me if i watch his match and what point is i have and sure enough they get me over at beretta come here all this wants you and uh he goes, hey, did you watch my match? What would you think of it? Any any pointers or anything? And I was just like, I said, Nick, I don't know what to say, man. It, it was great. <laughs> like, I, 
you know, he went out there against Attila Khan. You know, it was just it was a brawl. You know, right, and uh, I was like, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Thank you. And the thing that kills me about it is that he no sold me the entire time. I mean, from when he first met me to when he left that building, it was the entire time consistent. Did not break once. So uh, Nick, super, super cool guy. Uh, and obviously I appreciate, you know, the fun and the jokes because uh, I like to have fun and I like to laugh, you know, and, and that's a memory that, you know, in early on in my wrestling career that I will never forget. So. Well, Joey, I hope you're not offended, um, but I like to have fun here too. And uh, you guys are great guys. So <laughs> it's all in fun. Um, but really, in all, in all honestly, what advice do you guys have for aspiring professional wrestlers coming into the business? Follow your dreams. <laughs> like, I mean, not to sound like too cliche, like, like if you keep thinking it and like manifesting your, like what you want to do, like things will come to you. And just as long as you push yourself, I mean, whatever, like if you, if you could think it, you could do whatever you want, really. Good. What about you, Brandon? I would say you you only live once, right? So even if you just go and try it and you find out, well, my body's, you know, not made for it, or hey, I don't like waking up with a sore back every day, you can at least say you try it. But you know, if you don't try it and then you know, when you're older in life and you look back and you go, Man, I really wish I would have did that, you know. Just try it, you know, to avoid that. Always do something and try it. And if it's not for you, you'll you'll learn pretty quick whether it is or not. But just try your best, work your hardest, and work your ass off. Because um, if you really want to do it, you'll do it. Okay. Um, so moving forward into 2023, what are some of your goals and what about a what dream match do you have in your guys' eyes? Hmm. Well, I think our main goal uh, for the next couple of months are going to be those uh, SICW Tag Team uh, Championships. And who has those right now? The LA Hustlers. Huh? So that yeah. would be a dream, a dream match, and you got your eyes on your, that opponent? So we just had a uh, the Tag Team Championship match uh, last week, uh, last Saturday. But unfortunately, we didn't get the win due to uh, Lucky P. Larson. So now we're looking yeah. forward to actually, hopefully, a fair fight. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if you know much about the Hustlers, but they they've got this uh, manager that likes to weasel his way into matches um, mm-hmm. by the name of Lucky P. Larson, and okay. uh, he's a lawyer, so of course he has a briefcase. Of course. Um, and that thing is, <laughs> I oh, mean, that- it is beat, man. It is, you know, that's what I'm on. Bradley, Bradley, one of the hustlers, uh, you know, ends up getting me out of the ring. Joey had Lamont pinned for three count, but the ref was distracted with us outside the ring and uh, ended up giving Lucky that opportunity to to nail Joey in the back with the briefcase. Um and, and that's what cost us the match. And I've had a run-in with Lucky Pete last year. Um, so it's not that I wasn't expecting it. Um, 
I just would have thought after his interaction with me last year and the outcome of that whole thing, he would have known better. So the only thing that can come forward is us taking those SICW tag titles from the Hustlers because that's what deserves to happen um, after he screws us out of our fair opportunity. Um, I would say that's our biggest goal right now um, is to get those SICW tag titles. Um, now, obviously, with us being, you know, in a, a couple other promotions as well, um, anywhere we go, tag titles are the goals right there. So whether it's Memphis, whether it's uh, SICW, or whether it's New Breed Wrestling, or if we happen to make our way into any other promotions, our automatic targets are as I, uh, you know, the tag team championships for any promotion. Um, I would say, yeah, I know you, there was a second part to that question um, that was about like dream matches. Yes. Um, I would say in the foreseeable future, I would really like us to just as many legitimate tag teams and I say legitimate um, because there's a lot of tag teams that, and you'll see this in WWE as well, where sometimes it's just like two guys paired together, two singles wrestlers paired together. And Joey and I were that at one point, but then we made ourselves a legitimate tag team. Um, training together, riding together, you get gear, you all this stuff makes you a legitimate tag team. Um, I really would like us to go up against as many of those as we can. Um, I don't want to take a note from Benjamin Trust, but he just did an interview, uh, and they asked him about dream matches, and he said, anybody that fans would want to, would want to buy a ticket to see me wrestle is who I want to face. Uh, but in a way, that's kind of how I feel, um, because I think Joey and I, were an up-and-coming tag team, and the only way we're going to continue to get better is by wrestling people that are better than us. Um, so more experienced tag teams uh, is what I – is dream matches for me. Okay. Talk about fans. How important are the fans to you guys? The merch tables, the meet and greets, um, all yeah. that. So, I mean, even after our matches and stuff, or even before when we go out during intermission to meet all the fans, I, I still get anxious at times where I'm like, I can't believe these people are coming up to us and like wanting to take a picture with us or asking to sign an autograph. I was like, you want an autograph from, like, us? Like, what? <laughs> or even, like, all the kids coming up and asking to sign their rant, like, their cast or a bag of popcorn or something oh, random out of their pocket just to yeah. say, I got an autograph <laughs> from these guys. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just a cool yeah. feeling. It is. That's cool. How about you, Brandon? Uh, fans are, fans are uh, the main thing. You know, um, when we hit, when our music hits, and we, you know, we come out of that curtain, uh, and and those and those fans get on their feet and they start cheering and clapping for us. That makes it's like that. All the nerves are there, and then it's just they're gone. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here for these people. You yeah. know, I look at those fans, and I, I imagine, and this might sound cliche or whatever, but I'm I imagine myself as 11 12 13 years old you know being in a wrestling show crowd at wwe or impact you know whoever's in town 
and watching these guys and the memories that I have from that, we are now making those memories for these kids, uh, and these fans, regardless of how old they are, you know? And, uh, that's the, that's the biggest thing for me is to make memories for these people. Um, and going around that ring and shaking hands, you know, some of them ask for the two sweet, uh, you know, and I just, I give it to them, you know, it's, it, it that's something that resonates with them, um, right. and gets them involved. And, uh, I would say the fans are the biggest part for me. Um, and you know, for Joey, cause I know Joey when he's in that ring and you know, if he's, if he's someone's got him in a headlock or something and he, you know, they start chanting for him and you can see it. It's like Joey's eyes are just getting bigger and bigger. He's like, Oh, okay. All right. It's like that fuel to the fire for us. Right. Um, is those fans. So they're, they're yeah. a huge part. Is there been any funny interactions with any fans? <laughs> Shoot. I mean, Joey just mentioned the popcorn bag. Uh, you know, that we were at the show in Sandoval, uh, and this little kid comes up and he kind of has this look of like, I don't have nothing to, for you to sign, but I want your autograph. So he just goes, sign my popcorn bag. You know, they were coming up and they were asking to sign their arms with Sharpie. And we're oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Well, we don't want your parents coming up yelling at us. <laughs> yeah. And we're drawing tattoos on you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I would say uh, a funny thing for me, and, and Joey knows how much I talk about this, but I keep getting this. Um, we had a we had a match against Toxic Masculinity, uh, which is Axe Allwert and Mike Masters a couple about a month ago, and uh, we come out after our match, and it you know it was uh, ended up being a, a double countout. I ended up body slamming Axe on the outside of the ring, like all types. We were real fired up, man. Okay. And uh, <laughs> some guy, these guys come up to us and they're like, what's your name again? And I was like, oh, Brandon. They're like, oh, we just kept calling you Brock. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, what? And they were like, yeah, like Brock Lesnar. And I was like, I, all right, man. That's like, it, I'm not even kidding. It was like. I don't, I don't think I look like them. I don't think I'm built like them. I don't even have the same moveset or gear, but it is like a reoccurring thing that people either, they don't know my name, so they call me Brock, or they tell me I look like Brock Lesnar. And it even happened down in Memphis. Um, and that was like the, I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't, you know, so that's something that's like reoccurring that keeps like, it makes me laugh, but then I'm also like super confused by it. <laughs> Like, right, right. But yeah. Okay. So we got this, you know, you guys do this, uh, put on a show where, you know, it's predetermined or whatever, blah, blah, blah. There's storylines, there's training, there's bumps. And so, what is your guys' hot take on when people say what you guys do is fake? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Um, for me, uh, the word fake is, I think, is about as inaccurate as it can get. Um, because until you've been in that ring and you've been hit with a forearm, you've been thrown into the turnbuckles, you've hit the ropes, you've taken a bump, you've been suplexed onto your head, you've been dropped on your head during a body slam, you've tweaked your ankle, you've you know, torn something in your knee, 
um, anything along the lines of that, getting thrown over the top rope to the floor. Um, you know, yeah, there's safe ways to do it, but, um, you know, nothing never goes perfect. So, um, I would say fake is about as inaccurate, um, is, is a word to use with, when it comes to professional wrestling, because what we do in that ring, um, you know, like you said, you know, whether it's predetermined or it, it's whatever the case may be, um, man, we, we feel off the crowd, you know, it's, uh, I'm doing what the crowd is telling me to do basically in a way. So, um, a lot of those moves that we do, you have to do them properly and you can get hurt if you don't, you can get hurt if you do them properly. Um, and I think that's where, you know, you look at guys that are in this business and, you have to be an athlete. You have to be strong. You have to be in some sort of good shape um, to do this long term. And uh, the word fake, I think, kind of um, is used by people who haven't been in the business or around it long enough to realize that it's not fake. It's it is a show. It is entertainment, but it's not fake. Okay. So you can't uh, you can't fake gravity. No, <laughs> and it's like, like this is a. I mean, it's like basically pageantry. I'm like, if you say, uh, I'm like, you're why all these people are fans of Marvel and DC comics, but it's like, is that fake? It's like you can't fake emotions. It's right. like can't like people are feeding into that emotions and they're feeling something there. Right. 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 I probably have the next question I have is probably the most serious question. So I'm going to skip that for now and go to, of course, I have kids that I take care of and they all sit around the dinner table and they ask me questions to ask my people I'm interviewing. So here's some kids. Here's some kid questions. One at a time. Favorite movie. Uh, Godfather. Oh, dude, I knew it. I knew it. So, or Goodfellas, any any mafia movie. Oh, I that's even that. <laughs> probably just took brain, our brain was probably gonna say or something. No, I was I just I just knew what you were gonna say. Um, <laughs> but for me, um, one that I can watch over and over again is Forrest Gump. Yeah, classic. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I can watch that movie for. Oh yeah, yeah. So, TV show. Man, I don't really watch too much TV, but uh, anything on Netflix, like uh, anything spooky, watch like okay. Black Mirror. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good series. Okay. Well, I'm gonna steal the answer I thought Joey was gonna give uh, because I was just on the phone with him earlier, and we were talking <laughs> about this show. But I would say The Sopranos. Okay. Um, that's a that's one that Joey just told me that he is rewatching, and I was like, dude, I need to like. Right. Go back and watch it again, you know. All right. Favorite cartoon? Man, I have to go with SpongeBob. Okay. I was a SpongeBob fan growing up. Okay. Definitely anything Nickelodeon as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Joey always talks about how he wishes he could go to the Goo Lagoon or whatever it is. It gets slimed, the yeah. They got there. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me, 
I would say, man, I was a huge fan of Codename Kid ne- Kids Next Door growing up. Yep. That's a good show. Yep. So, video games. Oh, uh, dude, these I'll are say, not <laughs> for me. For me, any wrestling game, I'm okay. I'm down for any of the WWE games. Okay. SmackDown, here comes the pain. That would that would be probably my favorite one. Yeah, I was a big fan of like the SmackDown versus Raw games. Okay. Yeah. So does pineapple belong on pizza? This can't be a hard question, guys. <laughs> For me, yes. I ain't against it. I mean, I'll, I I can't tell you the last time I've had it, but the last time okay. I had it, I remember it being good. Okay. So. Yeah, it depends. I guess it depends on the toppings that accommodate the pineapple. Okay. I mean, plus, like, I'll eat whatever's in front of me, so I'm not picky. All right. All right. <laughs> You acknowledge the tribal chief. Um, I mean, he's on our TV almost every other I'll day. Say, week. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we have to. <laughs> you know, he's taking that stuff to another level. Yes, man. Um, so I'm a TikTok guy. I don't know if you guys watch do any TikTok or whatever. Um, the TikTok joke of the question is, who is the all-time best? WCW heavyweight champion champion ever. The greatest WCW champion ever. Don't overthink like it. Personal preference? No. It's not like a, I would answer. have to go with Ric Flair. David Arquette. Oh. oh. Just saying. Now we got all that goofy stuff. I thought it was Jimmy King. <laughs> there you go. Um so my question now, guys, is uh, probably the most serious question I've ever will ever ask anybody. How important? I didn't realize this until I was had the opportunity to um, interview Charlie Haas uh, last week and the Monster Tokyo Monster Cahagas the week before. What? And um, how important is brotherhood in the business of professional wrestling? And what does it mean to you guys by paying your dues to the business? Well, I think brotherhood's very important uh, in the professional wrestling uh, business because I mean, like you need those people there by your side to keep pushing you. And I mean, there's some people that like keep to themselves, but like me personally, I'm I'm pretty quiet myself. But I'm glad that I have the brothers around me in the SICW locker room to keep pushing me and having the right mindset and doing things that I need to do. Okay. How about paying your dues? Um, So, I mean, like showing up like to the shows, even if you're not booked on the shows, uh, even if you're not wrestling and like training, become a wrestler, like help out, like setting up. Uh, Before I started wrestling, I was uh, running the music for people coming out. So I got, I got to, uh, play the music for uh, Haku and Bar- Barbarian. I got to play Nick Aldis's music come out before I started to wrestle. So, I mean, even opportunities like that, you just got to keep showing up and showing that, like, oh, yeah. you're about this. Awesome. So how was Nick? How was the music that was played for Nick Aldis the night you were supposed to watch his uh, match, uh, Brandon? Was it, did it, was it good or was it on spot? <laughs> Joey did a great job of playing it. <laughs> 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 All right. So with you, man. Too early. <laughs> so uh, Brandon, um, how brotherhood? 
and all that? What's how's that important? Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a a camaraderie that you kind of get with you know the guys and girls in the back and anybody that's a part of the show is in that in that you know quote unquote brotherhood in my opinion, um, and it's huge, right? Because for me, at the end of the day, regardless of how many titles you know, you've had around your waist or how many main event spots you've had um, from beginning to end of that show, everyone is doing their part that everybody wins. Um, our goal is to put on a good show and without everyone being on the same page um, and, and kind of having that good relationship, you won't get that. You'll get people who are trying to outshine everybody. Um, and to be able to, to work together to put on a good show uh, is huge. And that's where, like Joey said, with the SICW locker room, you know, we're super grateful to be able to be a part of that locker room. Um, it is a locker room full of guys who have wrestled for, I mean, from like us who have, you know, a year, two years to guys who have been doing it for over 30 years. Um, so there's never a lack of knowledge uh, in that locker room. And to have that relationship with those guys to be able to just go up and say, hey, I have a question about this, or hey, can you watch my match and give me pointers is huge. So that way, the next time we go out, we put on a better show. Um, so Brotherhood is huge, from ring crew, to running music, to referees, to people who grab ring gear, uh, and then the performers in the ring. We're all a part of that family, and it, it's a very big deal for me. Awesome. So this is the point where I focus on the promotion you guys are in, SICW. Just some quick an quick answers, if you can. Um, I already, you guys probably already figured out who the ribs came from. So it's not your turn. What's your thoughts on the Big Texan? <laughs> if I could play a promo Joey cut for training one day. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Texans, you know, he's the champ right now, man. He's got that champ mentality. Uh, you know, he knows when he walks in, that's when the show starts. Uh, and they also don't call him the big Texan for no reason. So um, it's a <laughs> – Texan is phenomenal uh, at the end of the day. You know, he's one of the guys that helps train at the Ace Wrestling Academy. So he teaches us a lot. Um, but also is that he is – he will not be the last guy to throw a rib your way, he will be the first, yeah. um, okay. which is great. Okay. What about you, Joey? No, Texan, he's pretty great. I mean, like like I said, I'm pretty quiet. So even with him, like, messing with me, I'm just like, all right, at least at least got somebody messing with me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Herb, Herb Sevens. Oh, man. Oh. Herb I don't think I could say enough about Herb. Um, he has given not just Joey and I, but even me early on in my career, just so many great opportunities. Um, you know, last year I got to to tag with my trainer, Cowboy Bob Wharton Jr. Um, and that was a phenomenal experience in itself. Um, you know, from that to being being in the locker room with the guys that he brings in, you know, like Jimmy Hart. Uh, we were just in the locker room on Sunday with Ron Simmons, you know, Farouk. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had Jerry the King Lawler, Sergeant Slaughter, like so many guys have, have came in. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean, just our fan fest back in May, there was over 50 plus legend, you know, that we got to talk to and and share space and rub elbows with, you know. Um, and it's all thanks to Herb. We wouldn't be where we're at today without the opportunities that Herb has given us. Um, and the way that he backs us, you know, and uh, I, I, like I said, I don't think I could say enough great things about about Herb Simmons because he has been in this business as a as a promoter for over fifty years, and he's clearly doing something right, um, and he keeps on keeping on, and it's just great after you know all these years that he's still putting on shows like he is, and then you know, got to do the chase with them. You know, that is, yeah. that in itself, I feel like is like, you know, that just shows how great, great he right. is. Right. So very professional guy, in my opinion. Yes, so. absolutely. Do you have anything else to say about her? Yeah. So I actually met Herb at uh, the restaurant that I work at. Uh, he came in one time and, uh, I overheard him talking to a couple of gentlemen that he was sitting at the table with. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got Sergeant Slaughter and I got Jerry the King Lawler coming in next weekend. And just a week prior, I had gotten a Sergeant Slaughter action figure. So I was like, I stopped and went over to talk to him. And I'm like, did you just say something about Sergeant Slaughter? And he was like, yeah, he introduced himself that he was Herb Simmons. And he said that he was having a show the next weekend with all these legends. I just couldn't believe it because like right down the street from my house. Right. So then I started talking with him more and he was showing me pictures with Bruiser Brody and Larry right. Madisick and everybody, like everybody coming through the, the chase. So I was just like, man, like he told me about SICW and that's how I really found out about it. So then that's when I started finding about the history of St. Louis and how big, uh, how big uh, a part of the Herb Simmons was. Right. Well, just like yeah. Brandon said, like I can't even give any like so much appreciation to to her for giving us these opportunities that we couldn't even think of. Gotcha. So, is any of you guys have you either of you guys had a chance to be in the Bruiser Brody Memorial, or is that in the, is that in the future? Do you see that something you're gonna do? Uh, yeah. So we were. I was at. Uh, I believe Brandon was in the memorial last yep. year, but uh, yep. this year I had the opportunity to be in it as well. And me and Brandon, we actually had the opportunity to tag team on that card. Yep. Huh? Yeah. We, uh, I wrestled in it last year. Um, and I actually, I made it final four that match, um, you know, last year and ended up the guy that won it. Bobby D is the guy that threw me out. Um, but you know, it was still a, a great opportunity to be in that, in that battle role. And then we did it again this year. Um, and this time it was both Joey and I were able to be in that battle royal. Um, and now that I think of it, um, I got pulled to the floor by Lucky P. Larson out of that oh. battle royal. Um, oh. So that's just another instance that Lucky P. has gotten involved in. That was, that's what makes this that's what that but, makes this up and coming challenge a, a priority. Yeah, so. absolutely. Brandon, what about this Joey Vanetti? What can you say about him? <laughs> oh, 
Here we go. You ready? The Italian stallion, Joe Vanetti. Man, he is <laughs> uh, a phenomenal tag partner. Um, I feel sometimes uh, that I do push Joe real hard, but he, every single time, he just hammers through. You know, when we're at training and I'm just like, we got to go faster. We got to go faster. Let's get this, you know, do this move again, but this time do this. You know, he he just he does it. Like, it's just he doesn't take it as like, oh, man, Brandon's, you know, pushing me. It's like, dude, absolutely. Like, let's do this better each and every time. Um, you know, so whenever we're working on moves, um, you know, it's like I said, I, I, I push him and he just – he just goes with it too. Um, so the drive that Joe has is huge. Um, and honestly, I couldn't ask for a better person to train with or a better person to tag with um, because he matches my energy. Uh, and I think that's a huge part of uh, being a tag team is being on that, you know, equal level of what we want to do. Joey. I, what about this Brandon Beretta in this and SSW? What do you think? What are your thoughts about him? Oh man, well, I mean, like Brandon, uh, just just hearing everybody talk about Brandon and just feeding off of that energy makes me want to be even better. Yeah. So I'm like, so having him by my side, I'm like, all right, I'm like, this is gonna be a crazy ride. But <laughs> but no, if to be honest, like if Brandon wasn't there like pushing me every single every single time like i don't know what i would be doing i mean there's probably there's times that i've been th like i thought about quitting wrestling like even before like before tag teaming and before i even graduated ace academy right. but even seeing brandon's mentality i'm like i need to be on that level i need to be right there with him so that i could accomplish my goals just like he's accomplishing his goals right I mean, Brandon himself just boosts this Top Guns tag team match way up there, just like he's doing this um, YouTube channel. I, mean, I swear, just, every other day oh, my wow. followers are going up like 20 more. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and it's just crazy. So one guy, name one name out of that, that you met at, through SICW that's, that you're like, you go, yep, I met this guy. Me per I would have to say uh, uh, Haku. Yeah. I'm like any time that I bring up Haku, like people turn their head and they're like, "What? Well, like, how? Wait, like what? Like how did? Like, how would you meet that guy?" Yeah. And uh, I actually had the opportunity to go to the Cowflower Alley Club in uh, Las Vegas back in yeah. August, and even meeting uh, I met CM Punk there. Uh, I got to meet JBL. Uh, I got to meet uh, Rick McCord. But just like even seeing people, I'm like, I've heard of their name, but I haven't really like knew who they were. And then them right. coming up to me or like talking, I'm like, I can't believe I'm even talking to this guy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? No one compares there, to Brandon. There's a lot of names that pop in my head. Um, I won't give the same answer as Joe, but Haku was definitely one of them. Um, Honestly, I I'm gonna say Bob, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. Um, you know, being able to train with him 
every Tuesday, every Thursday. Um, it is such an honor. Um, and sometimes you got to kind of like catch yourself and be like, man, this guy wrestled on the first WrestleMania. Like this, like he has been to the show and done it. And his son is been to the show and is doing it, you know? And, uh, you know, his Bob's dad, phenomenal wrestler, Bob, phenomenal wrestler, Randy, phenomenal wrestler. Uh, so I would say Bob, just because he, he has so much that he offers, you know, when you get to pick his brain. All right. Um, so I'm going to come to the show where we got to close the show um, before. So I'm going to let you guys shoot out to whoever you need to shoot out. Tell everybody to whoever, if you want to fire a warning shot, tell people about you guys, go for it. Then I'm going to play some music. Then but stay on because stay in the lobby. I want to talk to you guys real quick. Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to say this is a warning shot. I would just say this is this is a fact. Uh, after last Saturday, the hustlers, Bradley, Lamont, and Lucky P, the Top Guns, dude, our sights are locked on the SICW tag team titles. They've been locked on them since January, since day one. And for the past 10 months, they have dodged us and dodged us. And the second that we were in the ring with them, Joe has them has Lamont pinned. Lucky realizes I'm losing the tag titles because that's what he looks at it as is that he owns those tag titles, right. yeah. and he saw that he was losing them, and that's why he got in that ring. So next time around, that <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna play out like that. It's not gonna play out like that because it's this is the third time Lucky P's gotten his nose in business that is not his. Um, and our sites are locked. I mean, heat seeking locked on those SICW tag team titles. Um, Joey. Yeah. So, I mean, that is our goal. We've been working for this, uh, (laughs) the past year. I mean, and once we got our opportunity, it was taken right from under us and, Whenever that time comes, we're going to be getting those tag team titles. Thank you, huge pop wrestling fans. We have Joey Venati, Brandon Beretta, the top gun from SICW. It's been an honor to have Brandon Beretta on this show. Man, it's been a pleasure. I just, I'm so, the wonder it took three times to get this show going. It's been crazy. <laughs> I can't even, I couldn't sleep last night because I knew I had you on the show. And Joey, oh, man. man, you're I, you make this team, and I'm so good luck, guys. Huge pop wrestling podcast. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, check you next time. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the grind. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Who 
who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Cause when your body hits the canvas, then your ass is high Fight with Adrian Whisper is like a fight with the devil. Because when he's dealing with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper is like a fight with a king. It's like a fight with an army. They got the tanks and everything. He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled. Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle, take the district free, beat that ass with a light bulb. Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know it's going down And when the drive-by's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas then your ass is knocked out Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction so you know it's going down And when the drive-by's coming then you better hit the ground Cause when your body hits the canvas then your ass is knocked out